0: Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot, a new type, you can do it.
1: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we're coming to you with Double Zeta episodes 40 and 41. Uh, This week we have Scotty P.
0: If you're ever in Raleigh, North Carolina and you want to feel like you've gone to the Tiger Bomb Colony... There are a couple of options, but I think the one that you'll remember the most, even though it's not that great, it's not great, it's not even good, it's not good at all, but go to Aggie's Grill Station on off of uh, Capitol Boulevard and you can get the authentic, this is a front for something else experience. I was going to say the P.F. Chang's at the mall. Well, there's now in the same plaza, there is a... Chinese buffet right behind there that is more aesthetically like Tiger Bomb, but it's actually pretty decent if you go when the food hasn't been sitting out for three hours. And we have a
2: Tiger Bomb definitely looks like an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet that just opened. It's still
1: clean, it hasn't yeah. gotten dirty yet. So, you know the, what I mean? You know, you know the one in uh, Crofton? That's near the Gold's Gym.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, that one was like closed down for like human trafficking for a while. I believe it. Yeah, it was like a. it was apparently like a front for that. And then it like closed and reopened with new owners and probably newly human human, human traffic people. But
2: hopefully less human traffic.
1: Um, well, less of the people that they
2: got arrested for, for sure. I went to look up the name of these episodes and uh, I couldn't. Find it so I've dubbed it. Uh, we need to sell some kits part one and
1: two. <laughs> tiger Bomb's Dream is episode 40, and episode 41 is Rosser Life. It's a uh, ti- like Tiger Bomb it. Dream. Oh, I'm sorry, Tiger Bomb Dream. Yep, yep. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Episode 40 Tiger Bomb Dream. Um, so the Argoma has left the vicinity of the Lavian Rose and is uh traversing space
0: minefields. Um, yeah. And the, you know, the, the space minefields outside of the place with the giant tacky dragon painted on it. That's how, you know, it's a front. It's yeah, the it mines. Almost, it Reminds me of like crazy. the uh, double dragon logo from
1: like the old NES games.
2: Uh, you know what? Here's what I thought. This is what I wrote down when I saw it. You remember when you were in high school and you went to that knife store in the mall that sold swords <laughs> And it had, like, a wall scroll of a dragon. That's, that's what was on the side of this thing.
1: Or that, that totally cool guy that moved to Thailand. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're traversing these space mine fields, but they're having to progress very slowly as they're, like, basically, like, oh, there's a mine. Let's uh, take a Gundam rifle and shoot at it and blow it up. And, um they, they, like, have to get, like, right up on one and have to blow it up, like, right in front of the command deck after they, like, lower the, the, the gate and everything.
2: I don't think I've seen an episode where they went more into the, like, mechanical functionality of the external bits of the Argama because they were just, like, moving panels and moving, like. Yeah, and, and stuff like left and right, and so you never see any of this stuff happen. And they're like, "We're going to move everything in this episode."
0: <laughs> yeah, they have to make sure you know that it's a new ship, since almost every character doesn't use the name Nail Argama. They just keep saying Argama, so they have to visually remind you. By the way, this is a different ship. It's in space. It's newer. It's not all run down like the, the last one was.
1: Yeah. So um, they they da- they dock at this fancy colony. Uh, which we learn is
0: modeled after Kyoto and Hong Kong from the old century. Um, yeah, and uh, how about that tacky landscape all the way down the elevator shaft? <laughs> yeah. Um, so they get yelled at by a, a dude in a space suit
1: who's like, don't you know Tiger Bombs space or immigration regulations? Come on,
2: guys. Yeah, he launches in. So He he like lights them up the second they walk up you can't have mobile suits you can't have weapons he starts slapping stickers at like like seals everywhere like he's like slapping them on ships he's slapping them on suits he's slapping them on gun- he slaps it on uh, uh like some girl's like fucking face mask yeah. he's like no no you're you're sealed
1: yeah, yeah what was what was that um episode in the original series um uh, this is like very reminiscent of that where yeah, the, oh, we're a neutral colony
0: yeah took the words out of my mouth this is exactly like when they go to side 6 and they're putting they're putting literal red tape on everything as a weapon seal, which is exactly what they did there. Yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, I also enjoyed the the part where Roo, they go up to Rue's helmet and they're like, <laughs> she's like yelling like at him, and
1: he's like, "Nah, shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> um, so they order the crew off of the, of the ship, and uh, like we were saying, they put red tape on everything. Um, they they. Po- the, the Gundam team apologizes about shooting the mine down they're like hey, we didn't mean to do that you know it was just kind of like it yeah, floating our face um but you know the these guys in tiger bomb they don't care
0: they got some red tape um yeah. so and then uh when when Torres and beacha get a copy of the entrance regulations like they get all that and then we we see Haman still like incognito very poorly to the viewer uh, but she's basically thinking that Wow, what a as like the refugees are getting off because this is why they went there. They're trying to drop off all these refugees they're carrying, and she's like, "Wow, what a great opportunity to mingle with the rabble." Yeah, and my note here was Haman
1: is excited to tour the colony to see how the poor's live. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the Tiger Bomb guys tie the Argama down to prevent it from engaging in battle while they're there. They like string it down like you do like a hot air balloon or something. Um, I guess maybe the theory would be like if it tried to lift off, it would like just like shred.
2: That's just how you keep your car from combating things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we learned that the the leader of Tiger Bomb is a named uh, a man named Commissioner Stampa Haloy, um, who is trying to keep Tiger Bomb uh, ostensibly neutral and out of the war. Um, and Judo here makes a fun of Stampa's name. He's like, Who, Mr. Stamp? Um, and it says, like, the colony basically looks like a giant amusement park. Um, and then, like, he's like, But yeah, you know, amusement parks are symbols of peace. So, like, that's
0: fine, right? Yeah. I mean, it, this is, uh, basically, he says that Stampa, and I call this guy Sunglasses Guard Guy because I don't think he ever gets a name. No. And, uh, he says that Stampa Hello is maintaining Tiger Bomb as a tourist spot. Um, the other note I had right before this scene was that they show very briefly this kid on the colony that sees the Gundams and says, I'm going to go and steal one. And I was just thinking, like, wow, they have crammed every, hey, we're on a colony kind of episode plot that has happened before in, into into this. Yeah, they're being really I, aggressive. had was the exact the same. Right? That
2: like, hey, didn't this happen in the first
1: episode? Yeah, wasn't this like the whole first arc this of is exactly main
2: They even cut to like the exact same crew of kids. <laughs> like it's just they all have slightly different haircuts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, some some kids are looking to acquire a Gundam and they see Haman and they're like, maybe if we kidnap this chick, we can trade her for a Gundam. Um and then we finally get introduced to Stampa, who is an old fat creepy man, and he has like he has a video recorder that is in Mr. Mr. Sunglasses like lapel.
2: I want to make a note about him though when
1: they introduce
2: him because leading up to this point they're just they're just like he wants to remain neutral this is his colony, taste aside. You know, he's got very specific rules here. And then it cuts to him and he's immediately like, Oh, look at this delicious like blah, blah. and he's immediately fucking creepy. Like the second he opens his mouth, he's full on creepy. Yep.
0: Yeah. And his robe
2: multiple times throughout my notes on this episode.
0: His robe, it looks like if you look up uh from Gundam Seed, the weird like vestment robe things that the Zaft politicians wear. Oh yeah. It, it looks like one of those.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, the old dude creeps through the, the lapel camera and is like, ah, oh, I need me some of that. Haman." even, he doesn't call her Haman, but it's like, I want some of that. She's saucy. And, uh, then we start seeing that they, they start splitting the crew up. Uh, eventually it'll be men and male and female. Um, but yeah, they're pissed
0: about that. And the colony, Well, yeah. so they, 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 Look at, like, you know, sunglasses guy looks at him on. He's like, you have to get on the bang bus. You go to that one. <laughs> We've got a camera and a car. Let's go. Um, yeah, the, Mr. Glasses
1: says, oh, it's, you know, we want to split the mer- military personnel from the civilian personnel, um, which makes a lot of sense here because the military personnel on the Argama are a bunch of kids who aren't wearing uniforms that are just wearing regular clothes uh, and the weird sisters from Moon Moon uh and the non-military people are I, I don't know
0: <laughs> well anyway when it is funny though when Sarasa sees Haman get on to the, the same yeah the same bus she says maybe this too is the will of the light and I was just thinking no it's it's, <laughs> it's the is- will of It's the will of some man's penis.
1: I mean, the light might want him on to get like creep fucked or something. The
0: the light is just a little bright right now. What they're going to do is they're going to put a soft box over it. All right. (laughs) And then make sure that that's not in the shot, but um, they, they, you know, they want you to look good for this part. So, but yeah, so they split them up and they're like, oh yeah, it's because we
1: want to split the military and Mm non-military up. And the moon, moon chicks are like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, it, we get it. It's our fault that this is a problem, and we're on your colony, just imposing on you. Everybody's like, okay, whatever, crazies. Um, and then um, Stop is like, nah, actually, don't split them up that way. Just put all the bitches on on the bang bus, and put all the guys and like throw them in prison or whatever. He's
2: got this whole system down to the point where I
1: feel like there are no girls
2: in this colony that are not. Conscripted into his harem, you know what I mean.
1: Like, I mean, they're either, either in my, the mines, which we learn later, or he's banging them.
0: Yeah, the mines are for the fat chicks. <laughs> that is true.
2: That is true. He does make that clear.
1: Yep. So they uh, they split the the men, the males and females up, uh, and then the men, uh, Judo and all of his guys, start driving down the road. And they get attacked by uh, a petite mobile suit by the kids who want to steal the Gundam uh, and try to take him hostage. Uh, They're not very effective because Judo just kicks the shit out of the kid that's in the petite.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Judo kind of just gets out and he goes, "All right, you really want to see how to do Colony Hood Rat Kid stuff? (laughs) Let me show you how you do Colony Hood Rat Kid stuff. I'm the
1: king of Colony 1, motherfuckers.
0: I gotta say, the petite suit
2: was kind of cool i would build a kit of that
0: yeah it was pretty cool um they have something they they make something very close to it but instead of the dome cockpit you put a haro in it and it's a it's like a weird haro man hmm. it's neat Is that what
2: the petite bear guy was based on
0: no no it's no Nope. it this came after
1: yeah. So Judo takes the kid out in the mobile the petite mobile suit and, you know, takes out the slightly nerdier kid. Uh, and we learn that the kids want to sell the Gundam to pay their taxes so they don't have to go to the mines, uh, which is where everybody who can't pay their taxes go. Uh, and they also tell uh, Judo and, and, you know, that that uh, Stampa basically just bangs all the chicks.
2: Well, he was like I bet I bet you uh he's like I bet you yeah, he took all your girls in another truck didn't he? I felt like the taxes thing was like a, a bit of social commentary I missed on I missed out on a little bit given when I watched this.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah I mean it, it was it was funny though. They're like, oh, yeah, we got to we got to sell a fucking mobile suit to pay our taxes."
0: Um, well, and it kind of works with the whole thing looking like a shady restaurant cuz it's like you you pay for taxes, it's basically like mob protection money.
1: Yeah. Um so and Mondo like grabs one of the dudes and he's like choking him out and he's like, tell me where the harem is. Um so Mondo, Mondo wants to make sure that his 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 girl Rasa is okay. Um so we switch back to the girls and we see uh Elle and everybody going through, and Elle sees a mobile suit. Uh, calls it old and junky. Uh, it, they're like old, uh, like original series level m- mobile suits, one year war suits that have basically like been Chinese like oned up. Like they put like a they, they make them look like a lot of the um, Asian demons and gods and things like that. Uh, if you have ever been to like a Buddhist temple or seen pictures of a Buddhist temple in Japan, like they have all of like the the different spirits and stuff. And they basically made the mobile suits look like that.
0: Yeah. The first one they see is a very red Zaku one. And when I say very red. I mean, not like char suit red, just red, red.
1: Yep. And Haman at this point is like, ah, oh, Stompa must be up to something. Um, so, uh, do and Eno decide to cross dress so they can try to infiltrate Stompa's, uh,
0: house and save the women um and join his harem i just have to say of all of the extremely easy infiltrations in this show where they just don't even do anything they just run up to somewhere that that's a choice they they make they make a choice here they do they do and apparently it's not a very good one because everybody like comments on how
1: ugly judo is
2: well, it's funny because they comment on how ugly and terrible judo is as a as a woman. But uh, was it Eno that dressed up with them or Bicha?
1: It was Eno. It was Eno.
2: They're like everyone's like, "No, Eno, this like you know this looks good too. You look great." Everyone's like, <laughs> kind of like yeah. staring. You know, he's like, "Stop looking at me like that."
0: <laughs> well, and uh, Tomino said, I think tongue in cheek, at some point after this, that Eno has done this sort of thing before.
1: Huh. That's pretty funny.
0: Um, I don't I don't know how serious that was, but eh. anyway who knows with Tamino? You, know. you never um, know
1: yeah so um Stampa is super impressed with the quality of the women the is brought um and he also thinks that hey he might be able to charm the shit out of these women and they might just give him the argama um I, I didn't realize like it was an option like now that he had like basically taken the entire crew hostage like oh yeah just give me the argument dude you have it at this point um it's not like mobile suits or or the ships have pilots. I mean, these guys st- stole it from the Eug. Uh <laughs> So, um, Sarasa and Rasura, uh want to save Haman by bringing light to her heart, um, and they just like start like trying to talk to her and like convert her and be like, "Hey, Haman, you really you really should like think about you know following the way of the light." And Haman's like take me the fuck away from these crazy bitches right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She's acting like she's stuck in a room with the Jehovah's witnesses here. Uh, Yeah. Sarasa kind of repeats herself a little bit, but she says that she's got something hidden in her heart that they will bring into the light. I mean, so does Stampa. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So,
1: Judo and you know try to sneak in, but they're uh, told they're too young and too ugly.
0: Um specifically judo. He really yeah. looks at judo and goes, damn, you're ugly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um <laughs> they, they get, they get, uh, to his voice too and they're like, and you sound like shit. They they do get <laughs> taken inside and they're like, All right, we'll just we'll let you like clean the floors where you can't be seen. So like they take them and they're like, All right, you can work um and again we see more examples of of some of the old zeon suits we see some Zagoks and things like that
0: and an act guy
1: yeah an act guy um so stampa finally introduces himself to the women and they uh I, I think the word is not impressed um sarasa tells him that he's got a closed and dirty heart and she
0: wants to show him the light and he's probably fine with that um, <laughs> he's getting the wrong idea about it. He thinks it's some kind of kinky role play or something. Yeah.
1: Um, and then like someone, one of his guards opens the door and hits him with it. And they're like, Hey, here's some more chicks that we were supposed to keep you out of your sight, but here's some, here's judo and, you know,
0: yeah, he sees and, Stompa sees judo. And he's like, what is that ugly thing? Oh my God. And he's the only one that gets kicked out.
1: Yeah. He's like, get get that get judo out of here but you know Eno can stay she's pretty
0: um so then you cut to the hallway and judo is pretending to go with this guard but then he donkey punches that dude with a lucky cat who's the boss um
2: i felt bad for that guy a little bit too because he's like hey look you dodged a bullet and he's he's he's, he's like you're, you're probably better off and then gets fucking yeeted in the head
1: yeah <laughs> true um so yeah judo runs and gets into a mobile suit um and then Becha is about to get in into one of the boot, uh, other mobile suits but uh one of the kids that wanted to steal a gundam just like pushed who could like off of this thing and like gets on it and like run gets yeah there. it's a lunon he's one of the only
0: ones that gets a name
1: yeah um and so yeah they they jump in the mobile suits take off and stop gets get pissed and everything just starts kind of, like, devolving from here. Um, oh, and, and Judo,
2: like, Judo hops in the suit, and then all of a sudden, just chaos breaks out.
1: Yeah. He, like, rips a hole in the, the palace and, and lets the girls out. Um, and then uh, a, a Zaku shows up, and and Judo's in a Zagak, uh, and he's fighting this Zaku. Uh, And he takes out some other funky looking suit. Was that an ag guy that he took out too? That (laughs) is an ag guy. Yeah, I was just going to say, the bee looking, the
2: one that had like the weird neon circus colors and had a bee face or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now this is interesting because this is MS04N. This is something that was actually first made for the MSX model series after the original series came out. So this is being like retconned into being a real thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. so he takes that out. Um, another take, suit takes out, uh, out Lunan. Uh, and uh, Haman
0: turns out to be... What, what was she piling? Was that an AK guy that she was piloting? It was an AK guy. So you have the yeah. AK guy, which Haman is in, and then the weird-looking one is an AG guy. Yeah.
1: And, and Judo is in a Zagak. And, yeah, so um so yeah haman is piling this at guy um and she tells judo to join her and she'll acknowledge his new type abilities like that's all that's his goal in life is to be acknowledged by haman totally everything he's been looking for this entire yeah i
2: wasn't i was a little unsure about her purpose and trying to motivate him in that way like i don't know what she expected
1: yeah okay thanks yeah all right uh thanks for acknowledging me now let's yeah do a bunch of stupid shit um yeah so he's unable to f- force himself to kill her because she like gets out of the suit and he like has her cornered and he's about to like stab her and like he, he gets his claws like right in front of her uh and he's like oh, I can't do it uh she's defenseless this is this would be immoral uh and then azaku shows up and interrupts their conversation and uh, as judo is about to like change his mind again um so the arguma is getting ready to leave uh and uh, leave the colony everybody kind of like gets back together and they're like all right let's get the fuck out of here now ludon's like i'll help out um and then we see some other weird shit where sarasa is like warning judo not to get sucked into the evil of the colony um and there's just like some ominous like things around here. Like so we know they're not done here yet. There's hints that like um Stapa and Haman are, are are plotting something. Uh and then the very end of the episode ends with um we see Marshama uh and a few other Xeon ships in the area. So that is episode 40.
2: As I mentioned, it was uh defi- it was definitely we gotta sell some suits. I mean I think I clocked Gog, Zaku, Ag Guy, Ak Guy, and Petite in that, which are and all And another Zaku. Ones. There were two
1: Zakus. Was it but they were both the same model, weren't
2: they? Or was it a Zaku yeah. one and a Zaku
1: two? I can't remember, but they were different suits. I can't remember if... I'm sure they were like a slightly yeah, different, different model. It definitely was like it was like walking through the the
2: the historical like the museum of shit we still have sprues for that we got
1: to deal with. <laughs> Not only that, like, they were like, uh, I don't know, it felt like Bell Diver type versions of the suits. Where <laughs> the only one that I really felt that way,
2: like, they they all had, like, it was like Zaku with like a Chinese spear yeah. kind of thing. Or what, are they, what do you call that thing with the blade on the end? Whatever, you know what I mean?
0: Uh, yeah, it was all like, all uh, was really like
2: yeah. What's that? Wakazashi or something like that? No, I think it's Naginata. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, like the ad guy was the only one that seemed like really unique. And it was, I don't know, it was, that was was a weird one anyway, with like the weird colors and all that stuff. But I don't know. No, it was interesting. It was, it was interesting, to say the least. This was a nothing episode. I know I said that at the beginning, but like,
1: this is taking a while. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. And it it all leads into this, this episode, right? Episode 41, Rosara's life. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen in this episode, guys. I wonder what's going to happen.
2: I don't know. I don't even know. Be, be I begin to start to guess.
1: What, what was the, what was the name of the episode? It, it, was it Zeta or, or was it original? It was like like Hayato dies or something like
2: that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like infra hiato or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So. The episode starts off with Stampa begging Haman for forgiveness for his failures and his ignorance. So basically he's like, yeah, I'm going to align myself with you because I don't, why not? <laughs> you were the closest to me at the time. Um, but he's like, I'll, I'll capture the argument crew for you. And um, he's like, and I'll even pilot a mobile suit. And she's like, oh, that's neat. You can pilot a mobile suit. Uh okay. So Yep. So uh Sarasa actually sorry, Rasara is heading out to meet with Haman wearing a hood. Um, um she
2: was, like, trying to sneak
1: out, but like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very
2: effective. She was with Haman like an hour ago. Like I don't know why anyone why she would need to sneak out necessarily. Yeah. I don't
1: know. So 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 she meets up with uh, Sarasa and she's like, I feel like our energy can no longer protect judo and the Argama from Haman's evil aura. So basically her theory was that uh, the, the light people, uh, the light power or or whatever, had essentially their aura had been, holding Haman's evil aura at bay and protecting uh, 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 Judo and the Argama from uh, Haman and her, like, evil, bad intentions. Um, and she's like, well, now we're starting to be sapped. We're low on energy and, like, we're, it's not as effective as it used to be. And we sense danger coming in.
2: Well, she specifically says that Rasura's powers are getting weaker right yeah like she's she's basically saying you kind of suck now
1: (laughs) yeah so um we we shoot to a scene where the argument crew is basically telling judo that he needs to go deal with haman he's like uh you guys they're like you guys are just calling out to each other you keep meeting up in these coincidences or whatever like you guys just need to like go hash it out like either just bang it out or fight out or like just kill each other or bang it I like think
2: everybody would be happy if he just went and killed yeah, yeah it's it's, it's they, they make it seem like oh you just go deal with it like
1: yeah okay like, resolve this situation
2: please sorry or, I didn't think about that
1: um so yeah Rossra says that uh Haman's presence is causing the argument crew not to t- trust each other um, so, she's going to try to confront Haman and, like, I don't know, convert her, like, for, like, the 40th time. Um, Sarasa says that. Sorry. Yeah, I get these girls messed up all the time. Um, but, yeah, they're just they're crazy. So, Mondo and um, Sarasa chase her down after she you did it again. I did it. Uh, Mondo and Rasa chase uh, Sarasa down. Uh, after she leaves and and offer to his sister they basically like get in a jeep and they're like hey we'll we'll drive you we'll we'll handle this um and so judo knows that they left too and he's like ah those those guys are going to get kidnapped so i'm going to go help them now so now judo has gone out as well um so they're wandering around in the uh not shady at all streets of this uh neo Hong Kong, Neo Kyoto uh colony. And this old lady trying to sell shit grabs them and is like, hey, you guys wanna buy my stuff. And I don't think they see the stuff she's selling in this section. We see it in a little bit, but I don't think we see it in Yeah, she's yeah, like, hey, the first time's free. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a toothless granny offering to sell something. Um so um basically the glasses guys show up. We get a whole army of glasses, secret service type guys that surround Mondo and Rasa and Sarasa. Uh, and they're like, no, we'll handle this. Um, and Mondo just like knocks the shit out of one guy. He's like, let's go. Um, he headbutts him in the gut. Yeah. And so, yeah, Mondo runs and leads his moon, moon harem, uh, away from the violence. um, and they managed to avoid them by hiding behind a, a trash can. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so they relax just in time for Stampa to show up in his Zagak and announce his that he is getting his 13th and 14th wife,
0: uh, which are Rasa and Sarasa. Um So yeah, yeah and they're dug down, down by this water area, so it's yeah. actually kind of cool. The Zagat comes up out of the water, but then it's just stomping you out. Yeah, and
1: he's
0: like, "I'm here. <laughs> My name is Buck, and I like to fuck."
1: <laughs> um, name that movie?
0: Kill Rosera.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, all right. Um, so. Um, the scene shifts to judo, Ellen and Rue, um, with the same old creepy ass lady who is like now open like this suitcase
0: or case of like gems or something. It, it's like cheap, tacky costume jewelry, but Rue and Elle are like, Oh, look, flea market trash. We're from Shangri La. We like this. Well, yeah. Rue isn't, but
1: yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, they're like, Oh, this is neat. Um, yeah so and then we see like there's a little bit of chaos uh and Mondo is running from stop a suit who is continuing to tear shit up al- along the dock um so we get to the scene where uh basically uh, Mondo falls over and the suit's about to like step on Mondo and crush him and Rosser throws herself on Mondo to save his life and the kind of falls back and then there's like some rubble that flies around and Rosser dies.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> man, this is the worst death ever. Well, so I think what they intended to show Right, and they so this part they actually do show, and you can tell it's the Zagot loses balance, hit you know falls into a building a little bit, and pieces of the building like fall off. Sure, but what they do a terrible job of is when Rosara is covering up Mondo, it doesn't look like she gets hit by anything. No, I think what's supposed to happen is she gets hit by some kind of real big piece of rubble. Right, so they
1: show like a giant rock that, but mm-hmm. they like put it. Far off to the
0: left of them where it's like,
1: you're like, oh, that shit's going to smash them. And then it like, like breaks up away from them. You're like, oh, I guess not.
0: That's one of those things that I I see this and I go nowadays they would fix that in the (laughs) Blu-ray. But for this old stuff, like I just learned that about uh, Victory Gundam today. The very final shot of the series is really weird and it's, it's just bad. If you know, you know it. But it doesn't make any sense. And apparently it's a mistake. They were supposed to pan much further out for a different viewpoint the whole time. <laughs> it, but they don't, it's just, they don't fix that kind of stuff then. So yeah, this scene is is really awful. Uh, I remember this being a rewatch. I knew what was happening. And honestly, if you've watched the episode previews and you know what's going to happen. But I was just like, this isn't where that happens though. And I was like, wait, oh, it is? What the f- yeah okay yeah, it, it of, is not almost well the left left at
2: field. it was kind of almost at a left field too and it kind of felt like why why is this it took me a it took me a little bit of thought to figure out why this was important i think really the whole the only thing i could think of was that it was supposed to be character development for maybe mondo but like i don't know it seemed it seemed pointless and poorly conveyed and i don't know it was weird
1: yeah yeah. I mean, it, it looks like she's just like knocked unconscious or injured or something like that. Um, I mean, cause she talks a little bit later. Um, but judo shows up and throws a rock at Stoppa and hits him in
0: the, in the face. Um, so, yeah, and, um, and Lunon's thinking, Hey, how are we supposed to fight these guys with without weapons? And judo says, listen, hood rat Padawan. We're going to use our bodies and brains like we did on Shangri-La. And he then looks and he sees a crane and he's thinking, yep, time to hijack a crane. I know how to do slapstick comedy. That's Um, right. That's (laughs) right. Physical comedy on an industrial scale. (laughs) Yep.
1: So Rosser dies after telling uh, Sarasa to take care of uh, the moon, moon people.
0: Now, now here's the thing, you know, she's Dead, dead. You know how you know? She gets the like horns from Zeta when somebody dies. Like they're they're like, listen, we might have animated this poorly, but you're going to know she's dead because you're going to hear the sound that you haven't heard in like 42 episodes. <laughs> uh, yep. So she's dead.
1: Uh, moving on. <laughs> Uh, judo continues running from Stampa after he hits him in the face with the rock uh and jumps in a crane, uh which, you know, with, with a little bit of help from uh the, the named kid Hoodrat guy. Lunon Lunan. Um Judo manages to just smack the MS in the face uh when when uh Lunan makes him run into his range. And then yeah, he, uh, he, Judo well, essentially
0: he basically clotheslines it with the crane yeah. boom and then slides the hook down that knocks it over into the water, which yeah. isn't, shouldn't be that big of a deal because it's a Zagak, but at least it stops it from stomping after them for a moment. Yeah. I think it hurts hurt Stompas pride more than anything. Um,
1: so uh, Judo shows back up uh, to Rosara's, um now increasingly cold, dead body. Um, and, uh he he rages about her death and uh he is so upset that Haman senses his anger i think this is like the second or third time she's felt his anger but he she really felt it this time um and he resolves to take out Haman despite Sarasa being like no you really shouldn't do that that's a bad idea Sarasa wouldn't want you to do that hey you really shouldn't do that and he's like i'm going to fucking kill her
0: <laughs> um so, uh, there is, there is a brief thematic thing in here though, where one of the things that, uh, Sarasa mentions, you know, it, cause even Mondo is like, let do, Judo do what he wants. Let him go and, and beat up this woman. Um, Sarasa is continuing to preach even after that. She's advocating this uh, forgiveness to stop the cycle of hatred, which is a wider theme yeah, yeah of the Gundam meta series, but um, at least she's here to remind us of that because they're choosing violence. Oh yeah. Very clearly in this one. Um, Yep. Yeah, so we go
1: back to, and we see Marshmallow again. Uh, we see Ilya Pazom has come back and she has her Regelgu again and is at the colony as Marshmallow watches on. Um, so Judo runs towards Haman and and Stampa's compound, so, like, he makes it over to her compound, um, and she has normal hair now. She's out of her costume. She's got, she's Haman again. Uh, and she's, like, waiting under this, like, arch thing, like, I don't know, some entrance at the top of some steps. Um, so, judo blames haman for everyone's death and his and haman says like judo you you can't you're never going to get stronger because you know you caring about people it has the same effect on your you as earth's gravity has on people's souls yeah yeah god Uh, damn it
0: haman gives us We're really coming back around here. This is our first those whose souls are pulled down by gravity in a while. She says, Judo, you're like that. (laughs) This This is why bad things happen to Rosara and Lena. Even though Rosara was never on Earth. My mom probably doesn't even know who Judo's talking about, though, so...
1: Yeah, I, well, I think he's, she's just saying, like, Judo, you're so empathetic that, like, it makes you weaker. And, I mean, I, I could see that from her perspective. Like,
0: Yeah, and she tries to lure Judo to the dark side. It's kind of what it sounds like, really. Yeah. It's, it's like Darth Vader talking to Luke at this point. Um, she says Judo needs should uh, join her so they can create a world for new types. And then Judo just ends up thinking about what Sarasa said about how Haman's a sad woman. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and then uh you know they're kind of going back and forth and then stampa interrupts and he's like nope sorry haman i want to kill judo and haman is not happy about this <laughs> he's like this is my colony i get to kill people uh yeah she's not happy um
0: and this is again where uh all hell kind of starts breaking loose thanks um, to some shangri-la antics because mm-hmm. we hear Elle call out, and then we see that Rue and, and Lunan and Elle have driven up, and Elle just has like a bazooka and she fires it.
1: Yep. Yep. They all, yeah, as they kind of like launch their attack, uh, Haman gets the fuck out of there. Um, uh, and Judo runs and gets in the car with them as they try to escape from the area. Um, Bicha shows up in the Zeta uh, and just starts taking out some of the old shitty suits uh, who are chasing everybody in the cars. Hey,
0: there are some Zaku tanks here.
1: I
2: I really enjoy the Zaku Zaku
0: tanks. tanks. Uh, And a a Zogok. We got a Zogok, the ag guy again. That's right, we have um, and actually the Zeta ends up kicking the Zogok in the face. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and then um Ilya shows up and um knocks over uh Becha. I lost my place in my notes, so I am yeah, Ilya knocks over the Zeta and, and circles back around. Um and she senses judo. Um, but as she's like trying to lock in on judo, boot rams her for like trying for being pushed over. It's, it's his revenge. Um and Ilya just starts like shooting her guns and shit everywhere, and Beach is like, "Yo, yo, yo! We're in a colony. We don't do that shit here." And she's like, "I don't give a fuck." Um, so Mondo blo- launches in the Mark <clears throat> Mondo launches in the Mark II uh, after paying his respect to Rosser's body, um, and Beacha uh, is getting be- beat pretty badly by uh, Ilya at this point. Um and uh Stampa shows up and so he's basically getting double teamed. Um and then Mondo finally makes it and just starts beating the shit out of uh Stampa uh and allows Beach to fight Ilya one on one a little bit more. Um Stampa runs, uh, but Mondo follows him pretty easily. Uh again, he's in a uh, I guess he's it's technically a newer suit than what what he was in, but not like super newer. Um so Ilya runs to find Haman too as Bita chases, uh, but he's having to fight these old suits in between,
0: like trying to follow her. Um, yeah, he uses a Zaku tank as a stepping stone before he slices that Ag guy in half. That that was that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, this is like this is a pretty cool scene for like mobile suit fights like this. This. We'll talk about this towards the end. This episode wasn't necessarily necessary, but like some of the, some of the fan service in this is pretty cool.
0: This is yeah. the, uh, a, attack on Torrington from unicorn before the attack on Torrington from unicorn.
2: I, I thought um, it was a really good use of like a variety of different mobile. Uh, you said you would talk about it. At the
1: end. We'll talk yeah. About, you know. Um, so yeah. Um, he yeah. So Bicha takes out a whole bunch of the suits who are chasing the the other Argama crew, um, and then uh, Mondo just basically disassembles Stampa piece by piece, um, and then like he, he's he stabs Stampa on the chest, and like they lead you to believe like initially like that he you know you know, missed the the part, right? Like, I, I don't know if you guys got the same vibe, but it was, like, he had... No, I, thought
2: he was, I thought he, like, stabbed him in the cockpit directly. Like,
1: yeah, so so the way, it, the way it was, like, playing out, it was, like, they, they gave him, like, a second where it was, like, he flashed back to Rosser and her kind of, like, desires, and then he, like, stabbed down. I was, like, for a second, I was, like, oh, he, like, purposely missed, and then it was, like, no, he didn't purposely miss it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mondo is not virtuous protagonist Yes, at this point. He is just out for bloody revenge and he yeah. gets it.
1: Yeah. And he like yells out to Rosser. He's like, I did it, Rosser. Yeah. You'd be proud of me.
0: Right. Right. And the ghost of Rosser is just like then,
1: sitting there like, no.
0: And then Mondo's crying about it. It's it's showing that, well, doing that doesn't really help you feel better. Yeah, but I mean, it will later.
1: Sure, maybe Maybe years the line.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So Ilya flies around uh, and eventually finds Haman uh, off on like uh, a boat, giving a signal yeah. flare. Um, so she goes and picks her up. Um, and the Argama crew were back on the Argama believes that more Neo-Zeon ships must be in the area due to Ilya showing up. So, uh, Judo heads out in his suit, uh, ahead of the Argama out in, into space to find them. Um, and then after he he doesn't find anything, he's like, uh, the suit must've just been here to collect him on cause he doesn't find anybody in the area. Um, and then everybody else is like, oh, no, this is totally like Rasa's aura protecting us as we leave the colony. Um, And we learn that the people of Moon Moon are
0: going to go back to their colony to bury Rasa. Um, yeah. And they also there's also a bit before that where. Um, like, so Lunon it helps Judo out with like clearing the mines and then. Judo tells Lunan that, you know, hope, he hopes they can make the colony a place to live. And then he says he'll come and visit when the war's over. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. Spoilers. He doesn't.
1: Yeah. Um, Sarasura tells Judo that he's connected to Haman and that they're going to go through even go through some even heavier shit in the future. Uh, so so buckle up, buckaroo. Um, and then they all give Rosser a moment of silence as the Moon Moon people leave. And that's the end of that episode. Why the fuck were the Moon Moon people not on Moon Moon? Because they want the Moon Moon love to
2: follow us for 11 episodes.
0: Well, Mondo character development, but... (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, you know, I remember that they were talking in the first Moon Moon two-parter about how they wanted to go out and, and kind of see some spread, stuff. Spread the light. They wanted to get more members for their cult. But, so they were basically out on their missionary work or whatever, if you want to look at it that way. I had a couple of thoughts on this one. Well, one thing is just something to share. So if you watch the preview for this episode that is shown after episode 40. So that's the preview for episode 41 shown at the end of episode 40. And generally we don't recommend that you watch those things your first time through because they'll give stuff away on a rewatch though. Feel free. You already know what's going to happen. So I did and I enjoyed. Now this was done in a joking manner, but in the setup for this episode, judo tells you that the lesson that they learn in this episode, the whole point of it is that you should not give Knives to kids. And I think that really sums up the Tiger Bomb two-parter well. Don't give knives to kids. They'll make what should have been one episode into two because they cut it. Uh, And then uh, just another thought that I had randomly is, you know, let's say the series had gotten canceled early. What they could have done is when Elle had that bazooka, she could have just gored Haman like Char did to Cassilia, like just driven up and just poof, the end. It's over. That done. What if? What if they had done that? What if they'd offed Haman like that, just out of nowhere, shot, and everybody's like, "L, really? Oh, oh, dang!" I would, I would have <laughs>
2: that and been very intrigued as to where the hell this would go.
1: Well, I mean, at that point, Glimmy would have taken over Neozeon, right? Well, well, yeah.
2: I mean, I almost know. I don't know. Do I, I kind of want to know how that would have turned out. That would have been a great side, side monger.
0: Yeah, that's one of those, uh, like, convergence points, probably. Like, she would have hit, but no matter how many times she time travels to repeat the cycle, something will happen that makes the shot miss. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this. Um, I feel like a whole lot of nothing happened this, these two episodes. Like, we got Mondo development, but like, does that it really talk about Mondo at this point? Does that in the show? really matter though? That's the question.
0: Well, it it honest, quite honestly, does more of closing out his character arc which yeah. if you, a first time view, you wouldn't really know it, but there's not much more. I mean, there's not nothing, but look, there's a large cast. And I think what this does is it starts to close out some of the loose ends. And, you know, so I think that's one thing. Another thing, just in the general scheme of the overall plot you have, okay, you've got all these refugees that we've set up on the nail Argama. This gets them out of the picture. You have the Haman Incognito. She's a major player. This takes care of that, addresses it, builds up a rivalry with Judo more. In a vacuum, I don't mind anything about these. I think within the context of the series, what I criticize on it is it being a two-parter. It, Yeah. It doesn't need to be. There's six episodes left after this? I think. Yeah. That's... No, 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 no. This is not the time for, like, this is, if it was the mid twenties or thirties, maybe, but that that's the only problem with it is just, yeah. Yeah. Like I think, I think what it does in general is, is fine. It's just a little too long.
1: I, I do like, and I think we mentioned it earlier. I like the cameos. I like the, the, the old mobile suit fighting and how they kind of re, you know, reanimated some of the older shit with like slightly newer, um, quality, New drawing and stuff like that. like the, the, this, the, the fighting and this, this pair of episodes was actually pretty good. I thought overall.
0: Yeah. Um, one last note I had on this was this two parter takes place roughly a month after the colony drop on Dublin. So we are in mid November of double 88. Uh, I wanted to mention that because as we go forward to some other episodes, now there are different sources for when these things take place, but the ones that seem I'm looking at the one on uh, ultimate marks website, which is the one that used that like zeta double Zeta guidebook or whatnot as the source, which seems to be one of the more reasonable timelines and that puts this one mid-november roughly a month after the colony drop. but yeah you'll see I'll mention this as we go along in other episodes the the timeline gets a little, Mm, okay if they say so so
1: yeah i mean i feel like i mean it's not 100 percent true but i feel like the timelines are something that are like retconned right like
0: we after the fact somebody goes and figures it out yeah yeah
1: we, we know roughly when the season series starts and every once in a while we get a timeline like a date dropped in but yeah i i don't know like it's it's nice to have a flow of, of dates and stuff like that. But I don't think that a lot of the dates actually like jive with the flow of the actual series, which is, you know, it is what it is.
0: I I think a lot of that is just something that arises when you have ancillary publications for years and years and years after these things air that want to do little side stories and related things when you make up a timeline of when the other stuff happened, because clearly the people working on the show were, didn't bother with a whole lot of yeah. that, that helps fit those other pieces in and, and provide context.
1: Sure. Yeah. All right. You guys got anything else for this pair of episodes? All right. Thanks for listening. We'll check you in two weeks and two weeks. We will do episodes 42 and 43. In actually two
0: weeks this time.
1: In actually two weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll not take a break this time. Uh, thanks for listening. Check us on Twitter at NewtypeFlashPod Flashpod and on Reddit whenever we post on the Mobile Suit Condom subreddit. And uh,
0: thanks for listening. Bye. Ba- the Bang Bus subreddit. I mean, we could do that too. Is if there one? Episode. Oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure they have an account whole subreddit no i don't know you gotta pay for that shit do you there's a subreddit for everything doc all right that's fair i mean we'll get back to you next episode with the bank you can you can tell none of us are single anymore
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for listening we will check you again in two weeks thanks